Good morning and welcome to Victory Church. Today is our worship service number 162, November 3rd, 2019. Please stand up, let's pray, let's give thanks to God for this beautiful day. All right. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for life. We thank you, Lord, that we are alive and we want to give you these songs, Lord, with all of our hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
So for our viewers, we invite you to go to our website, vchurch.us, and look for the tab, Give Online, and you can do it there or through the text message, 432-268-0007. Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. When enough is enough? What a question, right? Will you say that... You are satisfied with the provision that the Lord sent you? Would you say that at some point you will say, well, enough is enough. I don't need any, any extra money. Would you say that? Well, I, I don't think that uh, there is anyone in the world that will say, I don't want any more money. <laughs> so honestly, when enough is enough. We know that we always will find a purpose, a use for the money that the Lord is sending us. We know that. But uh, before we get there, I want to make sure everyone has his bulletin. And you can download the bulletin on our website. Feel free to do it. The first thing that I want to share with you today is what are the right three ways to make money? Because there are many ways to make money. There are the right ways and the wrong ways. So let's start with the right ways. Basically, guys, there are three ways to make money. The first way is through a decent job. 
you have a job, whatever is what you do, and you have a schedule, you have responsibilities, and you have to do whatever the company is asking you to do. And of, of course, you fulfill your responsibilities. You have a decent job, and that will bring you a salary, and you will have a right way to make money. The second way is when you have your own business. And that is probably the dream of everyone. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people dream about that. They say, oh, I wish one day I will have my own business, correct? But having your own business is not easy. For those business owners that are present or watching, you know what I am talking about. The struggle of the uncertainty of tomorrow with the business is sometimes uh, overwhelming. The changes in technology, the changes in everything, in the laws and everything is just making you frightened because you think, well, how lucky are those, those who have a job? They don't need to worry about anything. They just show up, get their money, and that's it. <laughs> you see, it, it has two angles. But that is the second way that is right to make money. And of course, the third way is when you have money that you can invest. And you just put it in different ways, in different places, and through a broker or directly investing in a company or somebody else's business, and you become a partner. So those are the, the three right ways to make money. Now, I want to tell you that in order to be successful, there are three items, three elements that they need to be in that equation. The first one is quality. Listen, it doesn't matter if you are an employee, if you are a business owner, or if you are investing, whatever company or service that doesn't have quality is not going to last long. Any product that you buy, today, shopping online is so easy, and we love it. I personally love to hear the, the, the door in my home, gling, gling. <laughs> and I think, oh, great, it's a package. I don't know why, guys, maybe it's... Silly, but, but I love the idea of that. You know, there's a package. And I buy different kind of things, you know. Shopping online is, is great. I like it. But what if the product once arrived and you see the product and it's poor quality? What do you do? First of all, you feel unsatisfied, disappointed, and then you say, I don't want it. It goes back. <laughs> so... Quality is essential. Now, I want you to think now in your, think of, of your own services, what you provide for the community. You need to make sure that whatever you provide, it has quality. Because, because it doesn't have quality, people are going to reject that. And they will say, mm, no, I don't want it anymore. I will not hire you again. Because the quality of that you, what you are providing, mm -mm, I don't like it. The second thing, you need to offer a warranty because things go wrong all the time with everything. There is nothing that is perfect. So only God is perfect. The rest of the things can fail. You can be very efficient and accurate in what you do, but not everything will be perfect 100% of the time. It's impossible. Impossible to make it right all the time. But if you offer a warranty of your service, of your product, people will say, I understand. You know, sometimes the cakes don't go well all the time. I understand the equipment fails from time to time. 
But if you are offering me a warranty that you will cover what you are doing, and you have the right attitude to treat me because I'm complaining because of the quality of the product that you offer that warranty, you will be hired again. Important is that you learn to receive the complaint of your customer or supervisor. You have to learn to hear that. You don't like to hear this, right? You are already mad at me just for what I just said. <laughs> because you just want to hear the good stuff. But what about those complaints? What about when we fail, we do not do things right? We need to learn to hear those things. Now, there are ways to say things, correct? And, and we expect that from people. But the point is, the warranty is our availability, our willingness to say, OK, so tell me what is what you expect from me. How can I make you happy? That's all. And of course, referrals. Without referrals, we are not going to grow in our businesses, in your company, in your career. There has to be somebody that is satisfied with what you are doing, and this person is going to talk about you with others. Do you understand that, correct? Somebody has to say, I like this guy, you know? Somebody has to say, turn off that phone. Somebody has to push the power off in that phone. <laughs> Somebody has to refer you and say, you know what? This girl is, is so good at what she does. And we know that that is the best advertising, right? Mouth to mouth. That's good. OK. But also, we have to understand that building a reputation takes years. Takes years. It's not going to happen from one day to the next. It's going to take time to build a good reputation. If you are an accountant, if you are a hairstylist, or you are a carpenter or electrician, if you bake cookies, if you rebuild houses, if you do whatever you do, you will not experience success in 23 days. No. Not even in 23 weeks. But the good reputation will come through the years. And you know that through the years, you will have seasons, right? Great seasons and not that great seasons. Therefore, we need to learn to manage a budget. And uh, we need to turn off that phone. <laughs> OK, guys, what about budget? What about budget? Let's go back for a moment to that very important thing in life. Do you have a budget? What is that? What is that? Do you have a budget? Are, are you aware that not always you will have that much income? What are you going to do when the income is low? What are you going to do in those days when the income is really low? Well, you have to have some sort of saving somewhere, correct? And I want to remind you one more time the importance of putting the Lord first in your budget. Oh, Gian, please don't go there again. I have to say it. It's for your own sake. Sure. Blessings of God are going to come to those who put the Lord first. That's right. <laughs> now, we talk about the right ways to make money. Okay, guys, but what about the wrong ways to make money? Ooh, that's awful. That is true. 
Praise God, that is not our case here in the church. But it's, it's a reality. Okay, so what are those ways? Well, first of all, today there are a lot of people making money through selling drugs. It's pretty popular. And a lot of people are just trying to go there to sell a little bit here, sell a little bit there. They make money. They just think, well, this is good. I make good profit out of this. You know, nobody got hurt. I didn't get caught. So we are good. But that's not true. Because you know, friends, that everyone that is involved in the drugs business, sooner or later, is going to be in trouble. It's just a matter of time. It's a bad, bad business. Drugs. What about alcohol? It's, it's a bad business as well. You know, I personally will not be happy with someone here in my church telling me, well, Gianna, I want you to bless my business. Come here because I want to have the blessings of the Lord. And I will say, okay, let's go to your business. What is this business? It's a bar. <laughs> a bar. Yeah, but we sell food. Well, if you sell food, you will open a restaurant. No, but, but it's just for fun. Well, and um, tell me, what is your expectation? What kind of customers do you think you will have? You know? People that are selling alcohol in places like those, they know what kind of clientele they will have. They know what kind of problems they will have. They know all the stories behind it. It's a bad business. Not to mention prostitution. It's a bad way to make money. We know that. And anything related with the sex business is a bad thing to do. What about pornography? It's a bad thing. That's not the right way to make money. Now, what about witchcraft? How about that? <laughs> it's a bad way to make money. Confusing people with that. Abusing others, you know, not necessarily into business, but sometimes among families, they are abusing somebody because somebody is the one working and making money, and the rest are just there, scratching their stomachs, watching TV, and they are demanding to the one that is working, making money, abusing that person. That's not right. Any kind of evil in order to make money is a wrong way to make money. We all know that, correct? Now, what the scripture says about money Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. And let's read all together, please. Let's read. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and have caused themselves a lot of pain. It's not the money the problem. What is the problem? The love of money. We know the Lord blesses us and gives us tons of things, including money and assets and all kind of great things, material things. The Lord rules the whole universe, so he will bless us more and more. Money is not the problem. Stuff is not the problem. But the love for money, the love of money, that is the main thing that we need to be careful with. Today we are going to talk about this, but... Before I go to my points, I have one more question for you. Is money good or bad? It's good or bad? 
It's a tool. It's just a vehicle. Money itself is nothing. It's just a tool, right? Okay, the scripture tells us something very beautiful that has to do with the topic of today. When enough is enough. And this is a reading that comes from Acts chapter 16 from the version ERV, easy to read version, from Bible League International in the audio is courtesy of Miss Mary Cole. I hope you will enjoy the reading. Let's give her a hand. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> One day we were going to the place for prayer and a servant girl met us. She was possessed by a demon that made people believe that whatever she said would happen in the future. By doing this, she earned a lot of money for the men who owned her. She started following Paul and the rest of us around. She kept shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God. They are telling you how you can be saved. She continued doing this for many days. This bothered Paul, so he turned and said to the Spirit, By the power of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. Immediately the demon came out. When the men who owned the servant girl saw this, they realized that they could no longer use her to make money. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them to the public square to meet with the authorities. They brought Paul and Silas before the Roman officials and said, These men are Jews and they are making trouble in our city. They are telling people to do things that are not right for us as Romans to do. The whole crowd turned against Paul and Silas. The officials tore the clothes off both men and ordered that they be beaten with rods. They were beaten severely and thrown into jail. The officials told the jailer, guard them very carefully. When the jailer heard this special order, he put Paul and Silas far inside the jail and bound their feet between large blocks of wood. Good job, Mary. That was great reading. It's an interesting story. You know, this story has to do entirely with money. Now, some people say to me, no, this story has to do with a demon-possessed girl. And yes, of course, there is an incident there with the demon-possessed girl, but it is not that the main point. What is going on here is very simple. This girl was demon-possessed like many people are today still demon-possessed. So just they don't know it. The forces of darkness, the demons are controlling individuals and they force them to do certain things. Things like what? Horrible, horrendous crimes that you see today in the world. They are being committed by people that are demon-possessed because they are not in the use of their own minds. They are out of control. It's the devil controlling those individuals. That happened to this girl. Now, this girl was also a slave. She was uh, actually owned by people that were very clever. <laughs> they were making money out of her. So this girl, when the demon came in control of her, started talking, and people were very, very interested in listening to what she needed to say about their future. Now, <laughs> this is the interesting part about it. The future, my friends, cannot be predicted by someone that is demon-possessed. That is absolutely incorrect. 
You know, your future is in your hands. The future of your life is in your hands. You make things happen. Not demons. Not someone reading the cards for you or whatever, you know, they do in places. They cannot predict the future. They just pretend that they predict the future, like in this case. And why I'm saying that the future is in your hands? Because you make the right decisions, you know. If anyone can predict the future, it's the scripture. If you follow the principles of the scripture, the scripture tells you what are the promises and what is the future of your life. For those who are doing the right thing, we know what is the future. Heaven, blessings, peace, joy. But those that are doing wrong things, we know what is the future. But in this particular context, this girl was speaking, right? The demon was speaking through her. And Paul got tired, so she said to this girl, look at her and said, speaking to the demon, get out of her in the name of Jesus Christ. And the demon left. So this, this girl now was free. Wow, what happened to me? I didn't know that something like that was happening. What's, what's going on in me? You know? And that is what happens today. Personally, I have lived that experience several times. People that are demon-possessed in different contexts have uh, arrived to where I was. And by the power of the Lord God Almighty, in the name of Jesus, I have spoken those words to people that are demon-possessed. And the demon have left. They have. And those individuals that are came to me, that came to me, and they lived those experiences after that, they kind of wake up and they say to me, what happened to me? <laughs> and then we explain to them, well, you were demon-possessed. Really? How that happened? You know? Still today is, is happening. But, but people don't know that. Like people either don't know the... What is how wrong is to go to consult those witchcrafts and those people there that are trying to predict the future? Read for me my hand or this and that. You know, that's, that's just wrong. Now, the main problem in this story is that the owners, they were making terrific money. You know what happens. If there is someone that is making terrific, terrific money, especially without working, you notice that? They were not working. They were just using this girl. They were making terrific money. They were just passing this money everywhere. So wherever they were, they were always, through corruption, buying officials and people in the government. So everyone got a portion. So everyone was happy with them, right? Suddenly, these guys are unhappy. They say, this Paul and these other guys, they are doing what is against our beliefs. So now the law is against Paul and Silas. Now, what was the wrongdoing of Paul and Silas? Let's think about it. Did they did really something awful? Did they do something illegal by preaching the gospel, but setting this girl free, <laughs> free of demons? What do you think? It was against the community, against the law, Think about it. No. Well, the same thing happens today the same way to preachers like me. We are preaching the gospel. We are talking about the good things 
of the kingdom of God, and we point out things that are wrong, and now some people, especially in social media, are punishing me for preaching the truth. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? And maybe they will put me again in Facebook or jail for, for saying this because they just don't like that I am telling the truth. Well, in that case, it was even worse because they took Paul and Silas and they, they started, first of all, they, they get rid of their clothes in front of everybody. And now they are hitting them. It was a total punishment in front of everyone. And then after that, they say, now put a throne in jail. <laughs> and all that because of what? Because of money. You have to see that. People that are doing wrong things always are going to be against God's people. That doesn't surprise me and will never surprise me. You know, there are many people that like our videos and they send me message and messages and they are nice to me. But there are many individuals that they hate me because I'm preaching the word of God. That won't change. That will continue the same forever. It has been that way and will be that way forever. Because here is the light and here is the darkness and they are not compatible. Simple. The darkness always will hate the light. But we have to say what is right and we are not going to put up with what is wrong. Not that we are perfect, simply because we want to do what is right and we are willing to change. And if we or somebody watching says, you know what, I have done certain things and I want to change, that is the right thing to do. Change. We all can change. Okay. Paul and Silas are in jail now. And here's the next part of the scripture. Listen to Mary one more time. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing songs to God. The other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was an earthquake so strong that it shook the foundation of the jail. All the doors of the jail opened and the chains on all the prisoners fell off. The jailer woke up and saw that the jail doors were open. He thought that the prisoners had already escaped, so he got his sword and was ready to kill himself. But Paul shouted, don't hurt yourself, we are all here. The jailer told someone to bring a light. Then he ran inside and shaking with fear, fell down in front of Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, men, what must I do to be saved? They said to him, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and all who live in your house. So Paul and Silas, told the message of the Lord to the jailer and all the people who lived in his house. It was late at night, but the jailer took Paul and Silas and washed their wounds. Then the jailer and all his people were baptized. After this, the jailer took Paul and Silas home and gave them some food. All the people were very happy because they now believed in God. Now here from verse 25 through verse 34. We, we heard what happened. Paul and Silas are in jail. They are all beat up, <laughs> right? And they are uh, actually some sort of change. They were tied up somehow. I don't know how exactly, but it's in the middle of the night. It, it was very unfair. We know that. 
And all that because they were preaching the gospel. <laughs> all that because they were doing the right thing. And now they are in, in that jail. And they are just there, probably exhausted, probably tired, not knowing exactly what to do. Suddenly they thought, you know what? What we need to do is just to praise God. What we need to do is to trust in God. Friends, your, your money is important. And you sometimes will go through difficulties in life because people from the darkness will try to hurt you, especially with your money. And when someone from the darkness is hurting you, and for some reason, they are trying to affect your income, your money, you don't need to fight against them. I want you to understand what is the right thing to do. Like Paul and Silas, they were struggling. But what they did was they started to pray and, uh, and also to sing. And that is what you need to do. In any situation where you are, especially that it has to do with money, you know people will show their true character when you touch their pockets. There is no better way to see how they respond, but touch their pockets and then you will see their true colors. <laughs> oh yeah, you see that. When someone is affecting your budget, your income, your money, it's unfair. You do what Paul and Silas, Paul and Silas, Silas did. They just went to this place in the middle of the night and they started to pray. Dear God, we love you, Lord. Imagine in, in that prison, all the prisoners there in darkness, probably some of them asleep, right? Imagine someone is sleeping and then they start hearing that prayer. What's going on? What's that? Thank you, God, for your love and your mercy. Is that men praying? Thank you, Lord, because you are wonderful to us. Wonderful. We are in prison. Thank you, Lord. One more day of life. We are in jail. Have you noticed? Thank you, Lord. You are good to us. They were praying. Suddenly, they decided to sing. <laughs> okay, give me a song, please. I can't think of any song right now. Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. For the Bible tells me so. Imagine some of the prisoners there laying on the rocks or whatever, you know. They're just, really, guys? Da, 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 da. Imagine that part, that little children. And probably some of the guys, little children. Da, da, da. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here, you know. What could happen really that night? They are praying, they are singing, and the prisoners are just, Hey, can you please shut up? We are trying to sleep here, you know. Whatever. And while they were praying and singing, an earthquake came. And then when the earthquake came, all the chains were broken. And they fell off. You might be hurting financially. But if you do the right thing in the eyes of God, you just keep praying and worshiping God, 
those chains are going to broke and they will fall off and you will experience freedom. Let God work in your life. Don't fight against those individuals that are mean to you. That's a mistake. Pray. Pray. If you, if you don't feel like even singing one day, but just pray. Give thanks to the Lord. You know, sometimes we don't feel like singing or praying. Sometimes we are just so down that we barely can move, barely can breathe. True. We all have those days. Some nights you can't sleep the whole night that you are just waking up during the night because you are just so concerned and worried for different things. But even there, even in the silence, just in your heart and your mind, you can just say, Lord, I trust you. You will do something in my life. I'm trusting you. It's the same thing that they did. It's an attitude that comes from your heart. That is what you need to do, my friend. Then is when the Lord is going to move. He will do wonderful things for you. Trust in him. Well, the jailer who was making terrific money with that business, you have to understand that. He was not there because he loved that kind of activity. Who would like to be among prisoners? Would you? Oh, yeah, I would love to be there. <laughs> no, you won't. Well, somebody has to go there. Well, we need to pay them well. So this jailer was making terrific money. And he was instructed that he needed to make sure everyone stayed there all the time until they said it's time for them to, to go. Therefore, the jailer was a condition to make sure everyone there stayed in prison. And they said, don't you dare let anyone leave without our okay. You will be in big trouble. Do you understand me? The jailer said, yeah, I got it. It's in your contract. Got it. So he knew the conditions of his deal. Now imagine, he was in his home, whatever. He felt the earthquake. And he ran, he ran to the jail, the prison. And then he noticed that all the chains fell off. He thought, all these guys already escaped. They left already. So he thought, I'm not going to wait that the Romans will come and kill me. I'm going to kill myself. Why will I wait? I know what they're going to do. All these guys already left. I'm done. I'm going to die. So he got the sword. <laughs> he was about to kill himself. And then Paul and Silas look at him, right, somehow. And they say, hey, buddy, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> what? Don't kill yourself. Why? We all are here. Yes, man, we all are here. We were praying. <laughs> we were singing praises to the Lord. <laughs> all the prisoners, right? Our victory, <laughs> we triumph, we are free <laughs> through praise and worship. No, that's not true. Two were praying, the rest did nothing. Well, the jailer said, okay, so what's going on really? He left the sword, walks there, and start one, two, three, four. Everybody is here. Oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. How come? 
And then Paul said, we are all here. Because we know that we need to do what is right. You see? When the Lord sets you free, and he does his miracle in your life, you have to still do what is right. You're not going to start jumping up and down saying, yeah, victory, let's kill this jailer now. Yeah, let's cut it in pieces. No, no, you don't do that. You still have to do what is right. We did what is right. So the jailer was shocked. And he said, this is amazing. I never saw something like this in my life. You know, I was unfair to you guys, and you are so nice to me. I heard you talking about salvation. What is this thing all about? I want to know. Can I be saved, really? Yeah, you can be saved. What can I do? Believe in the Lord Jesus. You will be saved, and everyone who lives in your house will be saved. Really? So the guy said, I want to be saved. Can I get baptized? Sure. Guys, I know you are hurting. Let me, let me hurt. Let me uh, heal your wounds and stuff like that. Sure. They are healing him. Then said, you hungry? <laughs> and Paul said, yeah. Let's go and eat. Now the jailer takes these people to his home and feeds them. And they are all happy because now they all believe in God. Maybe you are going through financial troubles. I don't know. Maybe you are seeing so many unfair things going on when it's about your money. You just trust in God. He will move in your life. He will help you. He will set you free. And you just do what is right. Do the right thing. And you know it in your heart. What is the right thing to do? Just do it. Please, God. Listen, when you do the right thing and you stop fighting with this thing, you just do the right thing, you will feel, you will feel free. You will just feel, I'm in the right place. The Lord is with me. And then the blessings will continue coming to you. It's wonderful. I want to tell you that yesterday... When I was here in the church, I was filming this, this video, this service in Spanish. When uh, Charlie and Chad came to work, they were cleaning outside. There were so many leaves you cannot imagine. <laughs> Oof, it was just amazing how many leaves were outside. And they took care of everything. And... Uh, it was almost three something in the afternoon. They needed to go. Chad worked last night from 4 to 1 a.m., something like that. Chad is here. You know, there are some things going on with his health. The doctor told him, you don't need to work in the night. For some reason, that thing is not working well in the company, and they are forcing him to work in the night. But here is Chad today. Because he's doing the right thing. Do the right thing in everything. With your company, in your house, in the church, with your family. 
you do the right thing, let God fight for you and you will see the victory in your life. You will. And perhaps today somebody watching this video wants to give your life to, to the good Lord. Well, that is wonderful. I have a prayer here on the screen that I want you to read with me. Read it out loud if you like. With this simple prayer, you are going to give your life to the good Lord to start a new season in your life. Are you ready? Let's read all together. Say with me. Dear God, I need to be right with you. Please, Lord, forgive me for all my sins. I know that Jesus paid the price for my salvation. I open my heart to you, Lord. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. In the name of Jesus, I surrender to you. Amen. I surrender to you. Say with me those words. I surrender to you, Lord. Lift up your hands. Do it. And say with me, I surrender to you, Lord. That's it. Guys, that's it. Then we all can say, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare my life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. That's it. Thank you so much for coming up to church. My friends, receive the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May the peace of God be with you and enjoy your family and friends this weekend. Amen. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light, anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight, anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served, We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.